And now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please welcome to the ice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. Welcome back to the Hasbens, presented by 10K Takes. We are joined today by a very special guest, Clint Lewis. Clint, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me, guys. It's, uh, it's going to be a good night here. Good to have you, Clinty. <laughs> it's always it's always good to have friends around the oh, table yeah. talking, <laughs> just having a good time. You know, before we get started, I do want to mention again we've got our shipment in from the Chill Boys. As you can see, people watching the video here, we've got the Chill Boys up here, finally got the shipment. I'm wearing a pair right now. I mean, they are soft, ladies and gentlemen. They're great. It's the only underwear I'm going to wear from now on, I think. I, I can't wait. To, you know, I'm totally looking forward to slide into these probably tonight when I crawl into bed. Um, Clint, obviously, you'll get a little $50 gift card at the end of this. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I already got a couple of pairs. You're not too bad. Oh, all right. I love it. Clint's already, Clint's already wearing them. They're all, they're all chill out there today. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so anyways, we'll get into who Clint is later. You know, he is a... He is also a has been now. Um, Proud of it as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. we're the all pro place to be. It's it's way you know mentally. It's you know those I call those hockey players who are still playing our friends. They are kind of psychos. Like oh, yeah. I, we live mo a much better life, and you know they're going home. Their mental capacity just stressed about the next game and the next practice, and we just get to go home and not worry about it. It's great. Drink a little Mark West Pinot Noir, a little sugar. Drink a little, drink a little Mark West Pinot Noir on a Wednesday, yeah. having a good time with some friends here. Getting, you know, are these hockey players? I know the minor league guys. They're not getting sponsorships like we are. You know, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, anyways. Uh, We've got a good show coming up. We'll get into we'll get into Clint later. He's got a good career. Um, he's played with some good players. Had a had a quite an interesting path in hockey. Um, but I do want to kind of get into our predictions on the upcoming slate of college hockey. I picked my four favorite games, my Mount Rushmore of games this weekend. Um, the first one, North Dakota heads to Lawson. They're playing the Western, <laughs> playing the Western Michigan Broncos. Um, you know, thank thank God Goffer's not here this week because <laughs> we don't want to hear his take on that. But uh, what's our predictions there? Going into a tough arena, UND's underdogs. I am. I'm going to come out and say I'm looking for a split. We split on the road. I'm happy. Yeah, I, I don't know where uh, Western's at this year in terms of rankings, but uh, going into Lawson anytime, the, the Lunatics are pretty wild there. <laughs> they have a good time. I mean, going into oh, yeah. home building's pretty crazy. Uh, there's especially, but uh, yeah, I mean, a split is probably pretty pretty reasonable outcome, I would say. Uh, you, obviously, the more favorite team's going to be North Dakota, but who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what? I've been on Western the entire year. I love the way they play. I'm going to North Dakota sweep over West. Let's go. I was hoping you'd say that. And, because... and I just believe that 
this is like a make or break weekend. You know, a split is awesome, like you guys said. Really sweet. But they haven't been playing their best. They get two games out of Western. They beat Quinnipiac, you know, one and one out there earlier. I think this solidifies them in the long haul if they don't, you know, hiccup. So I just, that's my, I'm going bold. North Dakota sweep. Do we know, Clint doesn't know, but do we know if Sanderson's still in town or is he gone for the Olympics? He's got to be gone, right? I don't think he is yet. I don't know. I don't know for a fact. That'll play a pretty big factor because if they got their uh, random call-ups, yeah, not going to go well. And yeah. you're going to have more guys in that. Uh, how many guys are on the Olympic team at Nodak? Only one. Just one. Okay. Just but, good, but he he's is a stud. He's like the best player in college hockey. Yeah. So it's it's a big loss. Dage has but... a crush. <laughs> <laughs> he does. I also I also just a big fan of number twenty six Sanderson. Yeah. For whatever reason. Dusky. Hey, has been. Dusky's the oh. Dusky's the real. We might have to break Sanderson, out the yeah, break out the whatever. old leather jackets on here later. Oh, or for I mean, I'm I'm waiting until we get a gopher on here and I'm pulling out the oh, leather. Oh yeah, I love that. No, I'm putting on the letterman. I'm I'm flaunting that shit right in front of the gopher's <laughs> face. Even though I mean, what was my what was my record against him in my career? I think it was like oh two and one. Not great, but oh well. We'll get past that. We'll we'll move on to the next game. I don't, I don't, I don't think this is one. This one's tough to predict, so I kind of just want to predict the score. And this is Clint's alma mater, Mankato's coming to town. They're playing St. Thomas on Thursday today, and then they're going to Mankato and playing uh, Hockey Day Minnesota. Um, obviously, St. Thomas first year not that great. So let's just predict scores. I'm gonna say, you know, I'm gonna combine the two scores over the weekend and. I'm going to say the Mavericks put up two touchdowns, 14 goals on the weekend. Oh, <laughs> Peter, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I love, I love, I love, to- I love Thummer. I love Peter Tomei. Great guy. I just, I mean, Mankato's great this year. I don't know what you're going to do about that, but uh, what do you guys, I mean, 14 too much for you guys? You don't. I, I think that's pretty reasonable. Uh, once again, with the uh, USA Olympic thing coming up here, I know Hastings is going to be the assistant there. Um, if Hastings is still in town, uh, that guy's an animal. He's probably not going to have him let up at all. He's probably just going to run it up. <laughs> yeah. uh, but if Hastings is out of town and you've got the assistants in there, they might be a little easier. They might look to develop the younger kids. Yeah. Maybe the less, you know, skilled ones. For sure. And they might get them out there on the ice, and therefore the score might not be as high. But if Hastings is in town, easily two touchdowns. Okay. <laughs> That's a fair point. I'm going to go with a 4-1 victory one night. In St. At St. Thomas, that first night? At St. Thomas, 4-1. Yeah. Peter's yeah. going to stand on his head. Um, And then the second night, it's going to be... Eight zero. <laughs> now, do we know? I feel bad because I like the I like Rico. I like I he like was, these St. Thomas guys. Like I love I love Thummer, but you know, it's just it is what it is. We're, we're trying to be honest here. Yeah, we're not biased. No. I mean, it seems biased because I picked the suit to win too. <laughs> but you know, I'm Solar Bears now. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're you're. You know, I didn't even know you played college. I just thought you were a Solar Bear I for skipped. Life. Yeah, I skipped. I went high school straight to the Solar Bears. <laughs> what about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> high school to the coast. No, take, 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 straight to the cheese yeah. toast. 
<laughs> just choose the path less traveled by yeah. and you'll oh, find yeah. yourself in a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so next, one of my favorite one of my favorite matchups in college hockey, actually. Denver versus CC. So you know, while I've been of age to pay attention to college hockey, the Colorado College hasn't been that great. It's tough for them. You know, they have a they have an art school and stuff. It's tough for them to get recruits. I mean, really nice arena, nice venue, everything, but they're never really as good as Denver, but for for whatever reason, Denver's always a powerhouse. They always have tough battles, like it's always a split, or I don't know what they play for that. They play for that like golden pan up in up in Colorado or whatever. I don't know. I I think you know Denver's uh, Denver's rolling right now, but I'm I'm just gonna say it's gonna be a split because they always kind of split between those two teams. There's something that goes on there, in-state rivals. Um, I'm gonna say split. Clinty, what do you think? Do you want me to go? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you go on this one first. I okay. gotta digest a little more information. <laughs> that that's fair. Um, yeah, I guess you're not uh, a total part of the NCHC, the new package or whatever. But um, Denver versus CC. God, CC has just had. They've had some great players. They've had some fucking great players, but their teams just haven't really been there, you know. And it feels like. They'll put up goals, but their their D zone D yeah. everything their PK just never very good. And so it's, but again, you say you know Denver and them play close games, and they always have. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Denver sweep. Like you said, they're rolling. Um, I like that pick. CC is close. Maybe in a few years, but I think Denver yeah. has a sweep. Yeah, my take on this is going to be a comparison between Mankato and Bemidji. Yeah. It's the in-state rivalry in your division, yeah. right, your conference. Yep. Um, Mankato's obviously historically the better team yep. when they show up. Uh, Bemidji, not so much, pretty simple game. But they always show up to play, right, because they're playing the team that's better than them. Every time. So CC is going to be doing the same thing with Denver. And um, as much as I want to say CC is going to win both, I don't think it's realistic. So I have to agree with Gage, and they're going to get one of the next. Yeah, It'll fair be enough. Split. I like that. Fair enough. And then finally, probably the most interesting. I like this matchup. It's interesting. You know, Minnesota loses their goaltender, which we covered last weekend, Lafontaine. Um, but stuff. Michigan's Michigan's coming to town. They're playing the Gophers. Again, Michigan has guys going to the Olympics too. I don't know if they're going to be gone, but uh, and so does Minnesota. So both their seasons are kind of in jeopardy here a little bit, just with those guys leaving, their best players leaving. But uh, Michigan coming to Minnesota after Minnesota just split with Alaska at home. I don't know. I'm gonna go. Mich- I'm gonna go Michigan sweep. Really? <laughs> Sorry, golfs. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I hate Michigan though. I don't like Michigan. I love I love some Michigan, you know, some old time Michigan players. Really good friends with them, but f- fuck them. Yeah, we only played Michigan one time, right? Yeah, how'd that right. go? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, son of a gun, <laughs> I just missed out. <laughs> um, gosh, I'm I'm going split. I think Minnesota grabs one this weekend. Um, I think. You know, things haven't really gone their way. Um, sorry, Jack Jack reached out to me, told me to talk into the mic, so 
I'm shoving this thing up my get your get your mouth <laughs> yeah. to the mic. Um, I just think, yeah, I think Minnesota's been struggling. I think they grab one game against Michigan at home. Okay, well, I'm sick of agreeing with both of you, so I'm just as as tough as it is to say. I'm going to have the Gophers win both games. Wow. I like this. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's going to be the battle of the U of M. Okay. Yeah. They can't let the other U of M come into their state and no. take it, even though they're going to be playing in Mariucci with 85 fans. <laughs> There's no way they let them do it. They just can't. Oh. oh. But honestly, what is going on with the Gopher program and their fans? I've. Is it because of the WCHA disbanding? I think that that has a little bit of it. I think that has some factor for sure. Like I know a lot of Gopher fans, they liked, and so did I. You know, the old WCHA. You, yeah, you had the you had the Minnesota Wisconsin. That's the, that's yeah, the root of the problem. Yeah, it is. You had the Minnesota Wisconsin. You had Mankato in the league. You know, you had all the all the in state. I mean, Bemidji was even in there, and, and then you had North Dakota and Denver and all those those matchups meant a lot to people, and I think. These Big Ten matchups are a little different. I'm also, I'm also, I also have one other reason. Their football team never used to be this good. Minnesota's never had that's really fair. like a yeah. football team that was relevant, and now like they're big time. Yeah, that's fair. So I think that has a little bit to do. Like people are just like, you know, is this a football school now? I don't know, but you know, I think historically it's always been a hockey school, and now you've got the football team is kind of almost a bigger deal. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's it's probably close. It's probably still pretty cool walking around that campus in in Dinky Town as a as a hockey player, but it's probably a, around the same level if you're a football player, especially quarterback. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got over that. We'll 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 run over that next week on the episode. See see who was right. See who was wrong. We should look fun. back at our, at our old predictions. Too. Yeah, I feel like we just kind of left those. We just left those hanging. Yeah. I That's think I was right on all of them, though, so yeah. we don't even have to go back and look at it. <laughs> but uh, we'll move on from that slate. Um, we'll go into the NHL a little bit. There's some, there's always some, there's always some drama going on in the NHL. It's kind of fun. Um, I wanted to bring up this Brad Marchand scenario. So, so Vincent Trocheck, he plays for the Carolina Hurricanes. He gets he gets compared by a reporter. He's like, do you th- do you think you play like? Brad Marchand and he says are you calling me a rat so Marchand sees this and comes back with it was an Instagram post I believe he posts all the stats of himself and Trocek and he says that's like comparing a Lamborghini to a Prius (laughs) (laughs) and then they play and then Boston plays Carolina and Carolina wins seven to one, and Carolina's Twitter account tweets out, "L is for Lamborghini." And Marshawn responds, "You're the reason all the players still play, still pay twenty percent escrow." And for for the listeners who don't know what escrow is in the NHL, the players have to pay an escrow tax, um, which funds the teams that don't make money so like carolina the panthers um the coyotes yeah yeah, you know probably buffalo some years you know there's some of those teams that don't they they fly in the red all year and then that escrow kind of 
divvies up all the money in the league and gives those owners some money so they're able to keep the team. But that's a pretty funny comment because he's like, you're the reason why we're paying escrow money. Like, <laughs> fuck you. I like that comment. Of, I mean, Marshawn's like, he's always got some entertainment for us. And um, I'm going to miss him when he's out of the league. I mean, he is he is a rat, but you gotta you almost got to respect the guy as well. I mean, he's got a cup and he's, you know, I think in the last 10 years um, in the NHL, there's a list of, you know, the top 10 points in the NHL in the last 10 years and Brad Marchand's number four. So you probably wouldn't guess that, but he is an elite player. Um, and then I wanted to bring up Leon Dreisettle as well. And I wanted to ask you guys your thoughts. So Leon Dreisettle gets asked by a reporter, a question, you know, why have you guys been playing so bad? And he's like, I don't know. We're playing bad. And the reporter's like, why are you all, why are you all so pissy all the time? Why don't you answer my question? And they kind of get into it. And I want to know, like, your guys' perspective on when a reporter asks you a question like that and you give them, like, who's in the right here? You know, like, I think these reporters have a job to do, and they're supposed to ask those questions. You know, like, that's their job. They need articles to write. They need, you know, viewers and people reading their stuff. You got to ask those questions. But it's also, like, that's almost a question for a head coach or a GM, you know, like, you don't you don't ask a player that because he I mean obviously the foot the player's gonna be pissed yeah uh, well I'll, I'll start one with you know I haven't been in too many interviews and probably not really you know, <laughs> players, so I don't really get you know after the game or in between periods and stand on the bench doesn't really happen too often didn't used to um but w- one thing I will say is the reporter yeah should be digging for the information totally understand they're trying to do their job and unfortunately for him you know he's there he's got to answer these shit questions uh, I think wording it differently. I don't know exactly how she worded yeah. it, but more so of a not a negative terminology like "Why are you guys losing?" Maybe uh, what do you guys need to do to start winning? You're going to get the same answer, right? Yeah, but in a different approach. Yeah. So no, that's a, that's a very good point. Um, like Clint, uh, <laughs> especially at the college rank until I was. Well, let's just stop, and we're probably all pretty similar yeah. skill level back in the yeah, day. But, but something about Gage with a C at North Dakota for two years, running around that area <laughs> for, for two years. Yeah, that's why he got you know, yeah. his interviews. I, Not because he's good. Oh no, <laughs> they were never asking about my game. <laughs> Not because he was good. And it was the funniest part, you know, like when I was at North Dakota, and you do end up wearing a letter at a school. That's when you do more interviews and stuff, and. Typically, you know, the captains on the team and the, the, the players do all the interviews. And I was, I never did an interview after we won a game. You know, like if we won a game and we, we swept the we swept the team or whatever, they would never ask me to do an interview. It was only when we lost because mm-hmm. they knew I'd just be like, yeah, you know, I, you know, didn't get pucks deep. You know, the standard hockey player <laughs> interview, didn't get pucks deep. You know, we just got to get back to doing the right things. You know, our systems, you know, just playing the right way. You know, I just... Give that stereotypical answer. I don't know why they keep asking me after every loss. It's like I give you the same answer every time. Role. You know, yeah. like I'm not going to say like, well, actually, you know, on Thursday we kind of, you know, took them lightly and we all went out to drink at the bars and shit. I mean, we <laughs> lost that one. It was tough. But I uh, probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> to, to that point, though, that's where I think the reporter is kind of in the okay because every answer in hockey is the same. 
It is. You, you think of the questions asked after periods, you know, what did you guys do right? Well, we, you know, hit bank bodies. We got pucks deep. You know, we played our game. It's always the same conversation. So I appreciate, I appreciate that reporter kind of digging deeper. And truthfully, I was going to add on to my point before. I didn't have a lot of interviews until I was dubbed mayor of Grand Forks. <laughs> <laughs> that is a real thing. Look it up. The mayor. Um, that's when that's when Travi got a little hot. <laughs> He got a little hot as a as a third line guy. He started scoring some goals. All of a sudden, the interviews started coming in. Um, but I I actually liked it because I wasn't scared to speak my mind. And I yeah. and I feel like there can be more genuine answers in the hockey world where it's like, hey, even you look at look at Cooper Cup. Did you guys see his interview when he caught that oh, touchdown? He's they, unreal. He's unbelievable. But he he, he was almost asked, talks like a scientist though, because you can't even understand what he's referring to because yeah. he's so smart at the game I mean, of football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but everybody blew up at it. They're like, this response was so detailed. And yeah. you know how he was reading the defense and what he was gonna do off that. That's where I think hockey interviews could get better. Yeah. It's like you know, I For try. Sure. We tried to drag draw guys in so we could ship it off the boards, and we'd have our support coming through. You know, whatever it might be. Um, I just think that's an interesting thing to think about. It is, and there are certain, you know, there are certain guys you just have on teams like you can't really explain why, but whenever they get in in an interview, they're just unreal. Like, for example, <laughs> Troy Stetcher. Troy Stetcher, when he gets in an interview, it's just like insane how good he has at it. And like, he gives the most, like the best answers and like goes into detail on the stuff. And he's just witty, like with his comments. And I just don't like, there's some guys that are like that, you know, like they just get behind the mic and they just start slinging those words. And then, it then sounds you got the other side. Yeah. The opposite. And then you got the other then, side. Then you got, yeah. yeah. It's just as good. It, do you have a name to throw out? Do you have anybody <laughs> no, to throw under the bus? Right now, but I don't really, I don't want to. I'm going to go Paul Ledoux. I love you, Paul. I love you, Paul. I can oh. attest to that. And Paul's like. Just a little clip in of Paul's worst <laughs> interview. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because like Paul, when you're talking to him in person or if he was around here, he'd be great. But as soon as like you got a reporter yeah. and a camera and like a mic. He's like kind of freezes up and like doesn't know what to say. It's like, <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. But uh, anyways, before we get into Clint, I do want to bring up Olsa's weekend that he oh. had last weekend. Oh. So, so for, for anyone that doesn't know, Ols was invited down to his, his, where he last played hockey at the Orlando solar bears. Um, and he had one hell of a weekend. Let's, let's hear about it. Give us some stories. It, you know, you're not wrong. It was a fantastic weekend. So they set up this, um, so they were a team before and then they disbanded and then they came back 10 years ago, um, in the East coast league. And, um, so they set up a 10 year celeb, you know, celeb classic and they had people, come back in and whatever. And I think there were eight players throughout the 10 years. Did you just refer to yourself as a celeb? No, that's what they called it. That's <laughs> okay. what they called it. I didn't say that. He, it was called he it. He did though. <laughs> well, you know. Is, are you down there? Are you a little celebrity? Like probably walking around the ring, signing some autographs. Oh yeah. I'll get to that. We had a whole weekend. It was nice. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was kind of Travis playground down there. Like, 
Um, Thursday. The MVP, the Solar Bears MVP, Trevor Olson. What year is that? 2020, 2019, 2020. 2020, yeah. 2019, 2020, I think. Something like that. Beautiful. Yeah, look it up. So I get down there Thursday night. They fly me in, all inclusive. They got me set up. They bought a goddamn them. celebrity. How else would I get you? There, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I could have drawn. No, they paid for my plane ticket. They got us down there, hooked us up in the hotel right next to the rink. Thursday, I got in, didn't do much, whatever. Um, Friday, they had the Stanley Cup in the building. I saw that picture. You touched it. Absolutely. You're not going to fucking win it now, man. Yeah. Goddamn. Yeah. So I saw people. I mean, with COVID going on, you never know. I, I saw people commenting on call, my thing. Com- they're like, oh, you'll never win. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. You know? <laughs> I was still holding yeah. on to the fact. You know? I was like, ah, you know, I might come out of retirement. Not. Um, you, could always, so, you could always coach. It'd be like the trainer. Ah, uh, yeah. No, I'll coach like high school or something. But <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I touched the shit out of the cup and we did like a little fan. You fondled the cup. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Where'd you, you grab it? You like around the back, it. or like up on the chest? I did a double. I did a double. He did the did double, like, like this. He kind of did the ass grab like and then great. the chest grab of the <laughs> cup. Jack's laughing. I can hear Jack <laughs> laughing over there. So I'm grabbing onto the cup like this, and now we we got a picture, and then we did like a little fan thing, and then we um, behind the um, goalie is like a and they're buying us beers and whatever so friday night was fun but then saturday was like the real mm-hmm. whatever they announced us we went out or sorry we had the celebrity classic game yep quick two tucks two apples two and two yeah well there was only how eight, you doing there was only eight <laughs> players so then the other guys were pay to play <laughs> oh, so i'm out there dangling you know just dangling just I'm dangling some it. construction workers out oh, in yeah. florida oh yeah dude. <laughs> So we played two 30-minute halves. I'm fucking bagged, dude. When's the last time you guys skated, like, competitively? Uh, it's been about a year. Yeah, well, competitively. Like, Is men's league competitive? I mean, made some hard strides, like, maybe. Yeah, I'd say we men's league. We had to try because we couldn't get around the, the has-been high schoolers. Yeah. We we played in a men's league last, together? last year together. That's a cheat code. And it was, I mean, it, it should have been, but it was it was embarrassing. I mean, we got dusted. We got dusted. We had Miguel Fiddler out of Ohio State. We yeah. had uh, Johnny Wheedler. Johnny oh. Wheedler out of Ohio State. Oh, yeah. yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Yep. And then we had Casey Nelson that had just hung up the skates at, for the Sabres. Yep. And, had, a, had a contract. Did you guys win the championship? No, we got dusted. We lost more than half of the games we <laughs> Well, you guys yeah. had beers before. We couldn't go back. Yeah. It was like, this is embarrassing, <laughs> Jesus. Like, everyone's looking at our gear like, oh, these guys are going to kill us. Or, you know, former <laughs> college, former pro players. Like, this is bad. And then they leave the rink like, holy shit. Well, those guys used to is, play pro. What happened is we played the Augsburg guys yeah. that had just graduated. Yeah. So they're like a year out of Yeah. Out of, out of performance. They were still like. sharp out there. It, was what, that it Eli, seemed like they were Eli May and the boys was Eli May on that team? Gosh, I don't know. Oh, it was was. Like, I know Chandler Madry was on the team. Alex yeah. Rodriguez, A Rod, yeah, okay, was on the team. Uh, oh, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even fun. Yeah, but yeah, anyways, yeah. keep okay. Keep I'll going continue with your story. Um, yeah, so I might have fabricated a little bit. There were times where I'd play against people that, you know, they're good people. Um, <laughs> and so we played the Celebrity Classic. My team won nine three. Um, not a big deal. 
Um, <laughs> then we went to the game Saturday night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know I'm good for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Somebody yeah. has to do it. Olsen you know? loves patting himself on the back. Why it's wouldn't great. you? <laughs> I do, too. That's what it's all about. It's either me or my dad. <laughs> so, <it's> like... <laughs> so um, we go to the game. They announce us before the game. We do the, the puck drop, whatever. That's all fun and games. And then um, in between the first period and the second period, that first intermission, me and three of the guys, we played the inflatable soccer. I saw this. You know, where you run around and you fuck. Yeah, it looks like a great time. <laughs> it was better than expected. Oh, okay. We, we get out there. We left the ball. We just had guys <laughs> running at each other. We were blowing each other up. And I'm playing against... Mike Monfredo. I don't know if you guys know oh, yeah. that name. Oh, yeah. Mike Monfredo's, yeah. he was my captain down there in Orlando. He's a mean dude. And me and him, opening puck drop, boinked off each other. There's a video. It's hilarious. We'll have to show that, Jack. But So we played intermission soccer. <laughs> and then um, in the second inter- or during the second period, they replayed my um, Finish the Lyric song. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. So. You were all over the rink. Okay, so the reason I know this was Jackson Keene played at North Dakota. He plays for the Solar Bears now, and I think he's injured, so he was in the stands. So he's sending me videos, snap videos of Ols the entire night. Like, <laughs> Ols on the screen singing lyrics, and then he's out He's out there in the bubble suit, and Keener's like, Ols is a goddamn lunatic. He is just dummying guys out there. <laughs> Like that's all the guy does. He just tosses the weight around. There was there was one where the ball was trickling back towards my goal, and I left my feet to save it, and I blew up the cage. Like the <laughs> net just literally went up the boards and like unhinged. <laughs> People are like, "You're fucking wild, man." <laughs> How many? Speaking of him being wild and something that I wasn't around for at the time, did you ever score a big goal against Lakeville South in some sort of? Uh, semi-final he wow. for sure did wow let me hear about it tell your side of the story and i'll tell mine i wasn't there i was off on some other <clears> so clint clint's a lakeville guy so this yep. is why he knows this yep this is uh you this, remember this this hurts my of soul of course he remembers okay. it i he remember is... every goal i scored See, there's people <laughs> out there that do that i oh, remember yeah. everything oh yeah no, just i remember significant parts of my life and this just happened to be one because the year previous we lost to in prairie in the championship game, three two in triple overtime. Okay, the All Andrew of, the Andrew Kerr game. Yeah, yeah, with and, Kyle Rao on the. Yeah. Yep. Oh God. That so was... so Rao, Rao scored on us, whatever. And so all of the guys came back, and we brought literally everybody back, and we were the number one team in state. And first game we played against Lakeville South, they upset us. We were the first what one. Year suit. would this have been? This would have been twenty twelve. Okay. So 2012 was my so senior like year. Justin Clues, Alex yep, Harvey. That's exactly. Joe yep. Freemark. Yep. Okay. Yep. And so we go into the XL and they fucking beat us. We were the I didn't first, know that. We were the first number one seed to ever lose to first lose. round. Anyway, I scored the first goal of the game. I went, I went Tim Tebow into the Cam Newton. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Classic high school. The high, that's why high school is the greatest. You just pull out the most ridiculous yeah. celebration. Actually, this is this is this is funny because 
you know, 10K has a K-Fan podcast. I don't know if they talk with Paul Allen at all. Yeah. But my dad told me Paul Allen chirped me after that game. <laughs> he's well, here's, here's, he's where, here's my side of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's I'm hear friends it. with all the Lakeville guys, right? Yeah. The guys that had to witness this on the ice. Yep. And the night that we had our legendary dart battle yeah. down at Basement okay. Bar. Yeah. Okay. I come home the next day. Or probably that night. Come wake up the next day. My roommates are there, and there's some Lakeville guys. I'm like, yeah, I was, you know, I was with Trevor Olson at basement bar. He played some darts, did this. He's like, Trevor Olson, that guy's kind of a douche, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I'm like, I don't know. For sure, is. Beat his ass in darts. Got pretty fucked up at the bar with him. And uh, no, I, he's a good guy. He's like, well, he did this. uh, He did this thing in the state tournament. And just look like a total douchebag doing it. So nobody in Lakeville really likes him anymore. Oh yeah, that's actually that's actually no surprise. That's fucking hilarious. Because when you brought when Gager brought up Brad Marchand earlier, I was like, God, you know what? He is a rat, but he's the guy I'd like to have on my team. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I view myself as a very similar player you to kind Brad. Of are. Well, you kind well, of are. You you make ridiculous celebrations. Marchand actually puts up points. Well. So if you guys are do, similar. I need to bring up my stat line with Jake Gensel again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I don't no. know your. No, uh, I'm your just stat giving you line, shit. But you should look at mine. It's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I depleted in college. <laughs> we'll just say that. Ols was definitely a phenom in high school. Okay. I mean, and Duluthy. That whole Duluth East team was just ridiculous. Well, our line, our line was disgusting. Yeah, our full our full top five was me, Dom Tottenato, who's still playing in the NHL, Jake Randolph, who went to Omaha, yep, uh, Nate Rapinski, who went to Yale, yep, and Mears Moore, who went to RPI, and now he's playing over in Europe. That was our top five, and then we had Toscano, Forbert, Balasano, Balasano, you did you did you play with They're Balisano all ninety fives that we played for the Lake Stars. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever play for the Lake? A couple tournaments. Yeah, I was usually an ice winner in. Uh, Junior Islander. Okay. Yeah. He, those guys were always good. Andrew Kerr might not have been the most skilled person, but Andrew Kerr would fucking bag a six-foot kid. Easy. Dude, Andrew Kerr was an absolute nail gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where was where was Pionk? Pionk was Hermantown. Hermantown. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. So yeah. I played with all those guys in the Lake Superior Stars growing up after our Junior Islander stint, and that was when you were playing for the Iceman. Yeah. Um. All those Duluth these guys were on the Lake Superior Stars, and they were just isn't it was insane. They're all on the same team. I mean, I think they were still good when you left, even like for a couple of years. I don't know how they are now, but they're uh, they just got new coaching staff, and so they're figuring some stuff out. Ran- Randolph's gone. Yeah, he's down in uh, St. Thomas Academy now. Really? Yeah, yeah. They whatever it was, it was time to split ways, and so he's associate head coach down there. And then, actually, my Bantam coach just took over the high school team. My brother coaches JV. Nice. Yeah. So, um, we got off track there. I want to get back. Um, so, the Lakeville boys hate me. Uh, they yeah. just, they're it, not they fun. They know you. That's, so that's they, fair. The only thing they know is you doing the Tim Tebow into the Cavs. Yeah. And, and to be honest. Cam Newton. Yeah. Cam and, Newton. and to be honest, this is what I talk about all the time. Minnesota sports, that wouldn't fly anywhere else. No, but Minnesota sports—that's what it's all about. Yeah, especially the high school hockey tournament. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
You're you buddy. pull off. I mean, I'm surprised guys aren't gearing down, taking off their jersey and shoulder pads and throwing them in the stands and but, then asking for them back. But it's a, it's the coolest shit in the world because you're playing in front of 18,000 fans yeah. at yeah. 16, 17, Well, if you're 18. double A school, if you're single yeah. A, you're just lower bowl, but still nasty. Yeah. EGF, yeah. nasty. <laughs> a small dynasty. Uh, to any Lakeville people out there, I'd love to have a chat with you. <laughs> Just get to know him. Just get to know him. He's not too bad. Yeah. Like, give me a chance. (laughs) I'm one of those guys that'll walk into a room and if 99 people like me, but one don't, I'm going to be like, hey, man. You're hanging around that one guy. You're going to like me by the end of the night, buddy. (laughs) You know, I'm going to try to at least. God, that's, that's my fatal flaw. But, oh, that's funny. I'm I'm glad you you brought that up. You are a pretty likable guy. I don't, I don't mean to. Let you know. Yeah, it's no, tough. that's fine. Like I, I almost it, prefer it's, it. It's I, tough to find people that don't like Ols that know him, but just, I can see how people don't like him when they, I mean, he runs guys on the ice and then he also sells like a douchebag. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, I scored four goals in college. Like, I'm going fucking buck wild when I score those goals. Yeah. You kidding me? My Siggy one leg. Oh, yeah. I might have you beat. I have less. No. Ah, uh, you have to look. You have to look it up. How long was your longest time between goals? Days, like calendar days, not like. Oh shit, dude! I'd have to go on. I'd, I'd have to research for that. But mine, you mine bring... was two years, two calendar years, two full mine, hockey seasons full, without scoring a goal, two full calendar years. So it was a year and a half in hockey, but including the summer. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty. I mean, how pumped were you when you got that first one? If, that's like that's like tearing I, I, off a gorilla off your back, not oh, a yeah. monkey. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know my answer, but if we want to look it up and, and share it right now on the podcast to see if I actually beat him, I probably did. Okay, well, Jack, you might have to get we'd on have that. To do some, we'd have to do some digging and research. I'll look <laughs> it up too because it'd be funny to see how long it went without scoring a goal. I think. I think um, my goal that took the monkey off my back against Boston College. In Madison Square Garden. Not a bad one to get the monkey off the yeah, back. New York City, MSG. One of the greatest. See you later, Boston College. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Okay, so we've covered Olsa's trip to Orlando and the the infamous Tim Tebow to Cam Newton, rip the chest open, Superman. I love that story. Let's get into let's get into Clint a little bit more. His his playing, you know, his playing career. I'll explain it first, you know, his path, because it's kind of fun to listen to, you know, everyone's different path, because there's so many different paths you can take um, in the hockey world, and there's really no right path, but he's kind of got a cool one. So he starts out at, he starts out at Shattuck, well, from Lakeville, you know, grows up in Lakeville, actually grows up in Brainerd, moves to Lakeville, plays there, goes to Shattuck, couple years there, and then... Goes to the NTDP where Clint and I played together yep. in Ann Arbor. And then he actually goes to Cornell after that, which is where he realizes, like, you know what? I don't really need this fucking schooling. <laughs> um, I ran into a guy at Lifetime today with a Cornell big red hockey shirt on. No. I've never seen that. Yeah. Anywhere outside of Ithaca, New York, you've never seen somebody wearing a big red hockey shirt. So I go up to this guy. I'm like, dude. I, I, I used to play there and we started talking and he was back in 07. So that would have been what, like six years before I went there for one year and realized I wasn't smart. <laughs> um, but yeah, keep, keep going. Yeah. So anyways, he goes, to, he goes to Cornell, realizes it's not, 
it's not for him. I mean, I, I think you were doing pretty well there. He just didn't like it as much. So then he he goes back to the USHL because it was back in the day where you couldn't transfer schools. You had to sit out a year if you played at a school and if you transferred. So he goes back to the USHL, plays for Sioux Falls, wins a Clark Cup championship With there. Kerry Eads for all the North Dakota people watching. Kerry Eads, the head coach. We'll go over some of the players on your team there because that team, I look, you, we were looking at the roster today and the stacked team. But then anyways, he leaves Sioux Falls after Clark Cup Championship, goes to Mankato for three years. Great bars. Powerhouse powerhouse <laughs> team bars. there. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get into that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I know I know a couple of the guys that he played with there, and they're all they're legends. Yeah. You know, I like all those guys. Yeah. And then he, from Mankato, he goes to Boise, Idaho. And then, like, gets traded kind of midway through the year to Greenville um, in the East Coast Hockey League. Pretty cool. couple cool spots there. But let's go back to Shattuck. So in Shattuck, you played – I mean, you played with some good players there. One I can name off the top of my head, probably the best player that you played with there, no one other than Nathan McKinnon. So He's really good. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's still doing pretty good. Yeah. So how is like, how is the Shattuck experience compared to high school? And I do want to get into like, how was McKinnon? Like, yeah. Obviously, sure. he's like this talent that is just not seen anywhere else. Obviously, right. and right. he's got to have some different things. So I want to hear your perspective on what it was like to play at Shattuck and some stories on McKinnon. Maybe what what was it like? Yeah. So just just a backstory on that. I, I played there one year. It was my sophomore year of high school. That puts you in the U sixteen uh, bracket. You know, you want to make the U sixteen team. Yep. If, if you're there at that age, right? Yep. Uh, Tom Ward was the prep coach there. Guy's a legend. Um, he made a rule, uh, God, I don't know when it was. I don't know if it pertained to Sidney Crosby, but there's no sophomores allowed on prep. Okay. And I think Sidney Crosby's parents came into his office and said, well, what if my son's good enough to play on prep in sophomore year? He said, no. Okay. Same rules with Nathan McKinnon and Nathan McKinnon and Sidney Crosby have a lot in common as well. Okay. Yeah. Kind of a similar path. <clears throat> yep. Shattuck. Uh, they actually... Was it Nova Scotia, Coal Harbor, Halifax? Hal, no, yeah, Halifax. The Mooseheads. Yeah, um, but I think born in the same small town of Coal. They Harbor. are. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Nathan McKinnon at that time, right? We're at tryouts, and you kind of, you know, go on from phase one of tryouts to yeah. phase two. Okay, <laughs> and uh, obviously McKinnon's the best player in the whole school, and he's fifteen years old. Better better than like the Teddy Blugers and the John Draggers back when those were the best guys there at Shattuck. Um, And of course, he still didn't make prep. So he lands on a team that he's way too good for. Okay. And he's going up and playing against uh, guys that he's a lot better than. Yeah. Kind of like Connor McDavid playing with Gage in Sochi. Yeah. And he he slid in and myself there. (laughs) He slid that in. You know what? You guys didn't hear that. Clint Clint Lewis slid that in. It's funny because Clint and I, Clint and I, kind of had a same role on that NTDP team. And then during that world tournament, we kind of hit our stride, and we both were playing some big minutes, and we were feeling pretty good about ourselves there. Yeah, I like that. Well, uh. But keep going, keep going. If, let's surround Shattuck's conversation with Nathan McKinnon because that was the most prosperous player that I played there with. Um, 
actually before we do that, I guess we could talk about like Tyler Vessel playing at Omaha. Yeah, yep. he's really good. Taylor Camerata went on to play at the Gophers. And Cammy actually led that team in points, didn't he? Cammy did. I think he McKinnon did. He had would, a knee injury for yeah. about four weeks, put him out. About but Cammy was pretty ridiculous. 10, yeah. Points. But yeah, Cammy was points, 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 right? Uh, we had the uh, the legendary um, McTavish's son. His name was Sean. Okay. Yeah. He was on the team. Didn't go too far. Played at Waterloo for a little <laughs> bit. Ended up playing some Canadian college. Um, there's a ton of great players on that team, but obviously McKinnon being the best one and trying to think of a story I want to share with him, but we would always, uh, since I live close, right. I still lived in Lakeville, but I would drive down to Faribault Mm -hmm. uh, every single day for school. So I was what you call a day student there. All these other guys live on on campus, right? Um, we, we had an Easter weekend. We were off. Okay. No, no game scheduled. So whenever you get free time. Same thing with Ann Arbor. You get you get four yeah. days, and everyone's so young. They're like, "Oh fuck, let's go home," right? Did the same thing. So all these guys from out of state, Canada, we all go to my house in Lakeville on Easter weekend. We go to the gas station. We buy eight dozen eggs. Like I think it's ninety six <laughs> eggs. Right? <laughs> this sounds good. Yeah, and, and it's great because the clerk at the gas station is like, "What the fuck are you doing buying so many eggs? Oh, we're gonna paint Easter eggs at home. We're not." Yeah. We go out and we fuck up these neighborhoods, just start drilling cars, and I'm driving around. I got McTavish, Cecere, McKinnon, and Peter McArdle, if that rings a bell for him. Yeah. He played college hockey somewhere. And we're just running around these lakeful neighborhoods just hammering cars with eggs. Like, <laughs> fucking going on head-on to cars on the, on the back roads and neighborhoods and just chucking them out the window. We had a car turn around and chase us down. I had to speed off and get away. I love that. Uh, but I would say that's probably my most memorable story that I can share with yeah. Nate and those guys. What, what Was he like... He's got to be a little different than everyone else in terms of his like preparation and how he like approached the game and what he did for practice. Like how many more hours is he putting in than the other guys in terms of like after practice is over, staying on the ice, getting in the shooting room. Or, or was he just a normal person? Yeah. I mean, you it know, could be. Yeah. There's was plenty it, of guys like that. Was it natural given, you know, was there something else that he did? I mean, I'm not going to say McKinnon's one of those natural, obviously he's naturally driven. Yeah. Okay. He's incredible. He's a specimen as an athlete, but is he that, uh, is he that guy that's going to sit in the weight room and not talk to anybody and just be a fucking boner? Yeah. yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a normal dude. He got along with all of us. Yeah. His compete level was insane okay we're fighting at 15 years old in practice yeah like duking it out just battling yeah yeah and he would just you know his his compete level was much higher i wouldn't say his you know his workout time and his shooting time and puck handling time like uh, after hours was noticeable like you never yeah where's nate at oh he's shooting pucks now he wasn't that type of guy yeah his compete level and his drive during practice games is what took him over the top okay So uh, another name we have here is Camerata. I played with him in South Carolina and Orlando. Um, just another subtle brag. <laughs> like guy led the guy led the USHL in points. Just happened to be in the same. He had the record at one point, I think. Well, well it was, was him and Tyler was, Vessel on the same. And line they were so good at Waterloo. Yeah, so, and there was one other person on that line at Waterloo that was just tearing it up with them. I can't remember who. It was. They had a ridiculous. I can't line. remember yeah. who it who it was either, but. Um, he was just always skilled, you know. He's a smaller human, Camerata, but God, that guy could think the game. Like, oh yeah, he was never trying. 
He was no, just no, hitting around, no. getting in the soft yes. spots, just putting himself in the best situation because he was so smart at playing hockey. I think his top speed on his wrist <laughs> shot was like 45 miles an hour. Like he a had a lot like Gage trying to throw a dart. <laughs> yeah. you know? Oh, Gage, yeah. that lob shot is gross. You know what? Let's not get into this. Let's we'll keep it going. We'll yeah. Jack, going. Jack. I cross that out. We don't want this on the podcast. Yeah, so no, it'll, it'll, I throw it'll, darts pretty well. It'll go. Oh, one of my <laughs> other Lakeville friends was playing darts with uh, with Gage uh, a few weekends ago, and they started laughing so hard at his first and second throw because <laughs> they didn't know if he was serious. He, he might as well he might as well throw up his back leg. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Fuck you guys. No, <laughs> you guys. He goes. Um, Keep going on camera. I don't know. Um, Truthfully, I don't know where I was going with that, but um, okay. <laughs> yeah, truthfully, um, I had one of my buddies, uh, Jake Montgomery. I've heard his story. Ooh. Is that somebody that you know? He was on our team. So, was, he was so, on that same U16 team. With, okay. Yeah, all the, all the guys. So, you so, played with them in Sioux City, right? Uh, so that was our line, me, Montan, yeah. and Gensel. Yeah. Um, I know kind of Jake's background, you know, why he decided to leave. What was, like, the decision for you to leave – Minnesota high school, you know, this story yeah. thing. You hear all about Minnesota high school. Right, Minnesota. Right. What made you want to leave and go the Shattuck route? Good question. Everyone asks. Everyone from Minnesota asks this question because Minnesota, you know, it's got one of the most premier high school programs. Yeah. In the, it, it is the most premier. People get so mad when you right? leave. You're like, why would you leave high yeah. school hockey? Yeah. Why would you leave, right? Well, uh, I got to go play on a team <clears throat> with Nathan McKinnon and Taylor Camerata, right? Yeah. And I got to go play against other really good players like JT Comfer on TI yeah. at the time. Same with Anthony Lewis. He played on TI. Yeah. I got to go out and play Trevor Hamilton on Honeybake that we we'll talk about these Mike guys. Mike McCarron and yeah. Evan Allen. Yeah. You know, and then we got to go out to New Jersey and play the guys like Connor Clifton that's doing a great mm -hmm. job in Boston still, I think. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously the talent in Minnesota is great, but you combine the talent with all the other states and you've completely trumped Minnesota. Yeah, right? but it's not a fair fight. You got forty nine states being sure. put together in all this triple A hockey, and I'm sure you had a hell of a time. You know, like Minnesota, my biggest, you know, my my biggest knock on Minnesota high school is Bantams for me was like my best. That was the best time ever because you played like sixty games or whatever, and you're always traveling, playing so many games. And then you get to high school, and you're playing like one, maybe two games a week. Like, do you yeah. play? Uh, what's the season at? Like, it's like twenty five games or like. I don't know if it's, it's more. I think it's like thirty games, and then you get into yeah. like the sections, and then uh, and it's then not that many games, like, and you just want to play those games. But but you don't think about it because your brain is so ingrained. Like this is what you do in Minnesota high school. You play right. Bantams, and then yeah. you play high school, and then back You're in a cult in a way. It is. It's not a it bad is. one. I'm not, no. I'm not saying it in a bad way. But it's it, just, it, it is. It's a Minnesota cult. Yeah. It's it is. It's a, it's almost like a, a religious thing where it's like you have this setup, and then yeah. Growing up, it was like, I'm going to play three years of high school, then I'm going to go straight to college. Right. I didn't know what the hell juniors was. Oh, yeah. No. But now you can kind of see it. There's a lot of, in the newer NHL draft boards, you can see Minnesota players are starting to move back and back and back. And it's not a knock yeah. on their skill or anything, but no. they well, want to see more these guys other players are, at a different level. I would say the level. perfect comparison is, you know, Minnesota high school hockey is comparable to college hockey. Less yeah. games. It is. Right? You know, less intensity. 
Um, yeah. Not intensity and skill are hardworking, but you know you can't get away with much in co- in high school hockey, and you can't get away with much yeah. in college hockey. Yeah. Okay, it's governed in mm-hmm. a way, you know. Um, and I would say the Shaddocks, you know, the AAA, right? Yep. The, the Shaddocks and the TIs and Honey, Honey Baked, Baked and Little Caesars. Guys, that's more equivalent to. You know, the USHL, more of a pro schedule. Yep. They allow a yep. little bit of roughness after the whistle, okay? Yep. Uh, you play more games. Um, so I would say those are two kind of comparables in a way. You had to have a great time, though. Like, I know I know those prep schools like Shattuck and those, there's, a, there's a bunch of prep schools out east mm-hmm. that, you know, you – you stayed at home, but it's different for a lot of guys. Like they're they're in high school and they they literally just go to this prep school and stay in a dorm at like what fifteen, fourteen right. years old. Very it's young. It's, yeah. it's honestly absurd that they let these kids that age stay in a dorm room and go to this school and like they're sophomores in high school. That's just it. Just sounds ridiculous, but that's part of the fun. Like you guys yeah. probably had so much fun on those bus rides and like. It's part of the dedication too, I think, of being at that young of an age and being, you know, skilled and sought after. You you ship yourself off to a isolated location, Faribault, Minnesota. What the fuck's around there, right? Yeah. And you're you're off to fend for yourself in a way. Yeah, you have a great support, like you got your food for you, you've got your housing and everything. Uh, but in terms of you know your your sports schedule, whether it's playing soccer there or hockey. Or even your academic schedule, because a lot of people go in there for academics. Like you're, you're really put under stressful situations that force you to grow up by yourself. And I would say that's the number one thing that Shattuck taught me, and that's the number one shout out I have to give them is that they're really good at you know help making people grow. For sure, that's fair. For sure. Um, <clears throat> I had a train of thought, but I lost it. So we'll. Continue. That's all right. I we'll think that's move. enough about Shattuck. Yeah. That's yeah. Fair. Well, I mean, do we even want to talk about the ant? About NTDP or anything? I mean, I'm sure you'll cover enough stuff throughout this whole series. Yeah, I mean, we can skip NTDP. Clint and I played played there together. NTDP is the national team team de- development program. Correct. Thank you. And national you are. Development I mean, program. I think they like changed it, that name, didn't they? No, it's the same, but they're but they in Plymouth now. Locations. They're not in Ann Arbor. They're in Plymouth, Michigan, where the Plymouth Whalers used to play in the OHL. But um, Clint and I have some stories from there. But we we got. We lost two gold, two silver medals. You know, we get, we have two silver medals on our hands, which is tough because we thought, I mean, we were kind of the better better team both of those games, but it was tough. But um, I will mention that I did knock McDavid on his wallet um, <laughs> at the U eighteen. Just again, just one more time. I did. What was knock- your biggest highlight? At it? Let's let's <laughs> just, do this. Just well- show my stat line for my U seventeen and U eighteen season, and you'll you'll see my. <laughs> You'll see my biggest highlights. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. But anyways, so Clint, Clint leaves NTDP. He goes to Cornell. What was Cornell like? I mean, not a lot of people that listen to this, they're, they're regular college. You know, you're going to North Dakota, Bemidji State, taking walking classes. You know, it's kind of a yeah. joke compared oh, yeah. to Cornell. What, what's Cornell like when you go there, you play hockey, but you're also in some premier school where you're supposed to be studying and, you know, worried about a career after. Right. Um, I would say it's very comparable to Shattuck, right? You've got, you've got international students coming in for arts, uh, education, for sure. You know, music, whatnot, all this stuff, right? You've got, you've got people coming in to a very sought after location for that. And then, uh, you've got your hockey program, right? Uh, 
The crowd there is phenomenal. The Which we played in, in, we played, when we were in Ann Arbor, we played we Cornell. Did. We did play Cornell. And that, that and atmosphere there Mike is. McCarron's older brother, John yes. McCarron, was on the team at the time. He was, yeah. yeah. And speaking of John McCarron, just set the actual, do you know John? Well, he played for Orlando and John oh. plays for Florida. So he right. played. Oh, so they were. Yeah, they he were played John. Well, let's see. I John wanna... just set the franchise record for the uh, the points for the Florida Everblades. Yeah. Great player. Great player. But he's kind of a shit to play against. Oh, <laughs> You know, he's and kind of a cocksucker. But... That's not surprising the least bit because we played with his brother, Mike McCarron, and he was an absolute... Mike, oh my where god! Where did Mike McCarron play? So he played. Uh, he fucked off and went over. To he went to London. So yeah. he went. He played at NTDP. Then he went to London. No, he tried working out at Western for. A while. Yes, he tried going to Western. Then he's like, "Fuck he this! I'm going this... to London because he's a first round pick in the okay. NHL." And then he went to London. And then he he's still he's playing for the Predators right now. But yeah, he's, he's still playing. Yeah, for the Predators. Yeah. Oh, good for him. Hey, we'll we'll get back to this a little bit later, but. You know, we'll talk about when we talk about Sioux Falls. Dakota yeah. Joshua versus yeah. Mike McCarron fight in the NHL is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just add in, I think uh, Jack's doing a new intro video, and my last hit is against McCarron. Oh, <laughs> did, you knock, did you knock the big boy down? Me and him went at it. John's a, he's and a it, wagon. And it wasn't, it's not like, uh, I wouldn't say I hate the guy, you know, Cam, camera was on cam johnson was on florida and so yeah. every time we played them me and him were texting and it was like you know this guy fucking hates you yada, yada, oh yeah yada. oh yeah well there was a couple times there yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's but, like john mccarry looking he's yeah. trying to get your head well, and, but he was scary and he was a good player like he was always good every time we played oh, yeah. florida solid he had two three points it was like what the how do you fucking stop this guy i didn't yeah, he's a unit. He's what is he? He's probably like six foot two, six foot three, two, two thirty. Yeah, two thirty. He's, he's a big a, fella, but he's skilled. Yeah, he he yeah. plays the game well. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he's a he's a highlight of my Cornell career. You know, he he was a big part of the team. Yeah, I always looked up to him as Mike's older brother. Yeah, yeah. You know, I played with Mike in Ann Arbor with Gage, and I looked up to John because we played him that year. We were seniors, mm-hmm. and we went out there. And um, when I got there. John was actually a junior captain, just like yourself with North Dakota. Yeah. So the only, the first and only year that I'm there as a freshman, I got a guy two years older than me as a junior as the captain, and it's my old teammate's older brother. And uh, John kind of took me under his wing a little bit. A couple other guys there did. I mean, the whole program was great. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, God, I'm trying to think of how he finished off his career there. I'm pretty sure he played all four years. Yeah, he did. He's the type of player that, you know, He's great on the coast, right? Yeah. And he yeah. should be probably be in the A, definitely. A little too but, old, doesn't have the NHL potential, so they're not going to bring him up. But he he probably could be a good player in the American League. Uh, yeah. He's one of the best players I've played against. Yeah. Without yeah. question. There's so many of those guys in the coast that could easily play on American League teams, but they're just not going to call him up because they're, they're not a prospect for the NHL, so there's no mm-hmm. point. But So so let me ask you this. You know, Obviously, you don't want a bad talk of program, but what was your reasoning for – taking off and going back to Sioux Falls and looking for a fresh start. Like what was that whole process like? Um, well, as I mentioned earlier, Shattuck and Cornell are pretty similar, right? You got Shattuck as a high school, Cornell as a college. Okay. People come there to do pretty much the same thing. Okay. I went off to college thinking 
I'm gonna it's go going to, to college. Yeah. I'm going to go to college. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like all of us. Like, yeah. hey, I want to oh, fucking yeah. college. Yeah, Let's go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that's, you know, the, the that's probably the number one thing. I I was I thought college was going to be a different experience. I'm not saying Cornell was bad. Okay, Schaefer was my coach at the For time. Sure. He's incredible. The program he's ran since I've been there, which is almost 10 years now, has been good every single year. Uh, the assistant coach, Topher Scott, Great guy, Ben Sire. He was unbelievable. Um, everything there was great. Uh, the support from the fans, the support from just the student body was good. But you're just looking for something different. I was different. looking for something different yeah. at the time. Okay. I had spent my time at Shattuck when I was 16. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm 18 years old and I'm looking to go to college and it just wasn't the right fit. Um, so I yeah I did the I did what Gage was explaining earlier at that time you couldn't just transfer from one school to another you had to do what's called a four two four transfer so you have to go from a four year school to a two year school back to a four year school and uh, I actually went to Sioux Falls at that time and went to a community college took classes and played the whole Sioux Falls year. Okay. So yeah, you end up in Sioux Falls with Kerry Eads. How does Kerry get you there? Did he draft you? Did he recruit you? Like, what, what was that process like? Yeah, th- this might get a little deep into the hockey world, but I think the northern Minnesotan listeners might catch on to this. Uh, at the time, Dean Grillo yeah. was yep. my guy. He's an agent in the NHL. Advisor. And, yeah. He can't be an agent, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he's, Dino. I mean, Dean Grillo is a big name. He's got, yeah, he's, got he's a huge Dino agent. follows our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I saw his I name come across. I hope he's listening. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's a legend. Yeah. Dino. I hope I see him at Zorba's on Gold Lake here pretty soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we'll get a trip going. Yeah. It might yeah, be absolutely. a 10K reunion, get all the boys up there. <laughs> <laughs> I was just up there the other day and I saw his dad, Chuck, standing next to Sean. Oh, yeah. Was it? Uh, he was with the Penguins. But I saw Sean Chambers on the wall with the Stanley Cup at Zorba's. I saw yep. Chuck Grillo, yep. all those guys up, up there at Zorba's. But um, at the time, Dean Grillo was like, okay, Clint, you don't want to be here at Cornell. We got to find a way to get you into the That's, USHL yep. for a year to take a community college class and then transfer into wherever you want to go. And, you know, Dean, Northern Minnesota. Yeah. Gary Eads, Northern Minnesota. They yep. know each other, right? Uh, so that's basically how I got in there. Yeah. And I used to play with Kerry Eads' son, Eddie, Yeah, growing up. But um, that was my – basically, that was my route into Sioux Falls. So then you head to Sioux Falls. And, I mean, I can imagine, like, I kind of went through this my freshman year as well at UND. I went into the coach's office after my freshman year. I didn't play. I didn't play much my freshman year. And I go to the coach's office and I have my advisor in my ear and my parents, you know, like – you know, we got Tucker Pullman coming in, pretty good player. And only one D leaving. Like, are you going to play next year? We don't know. So it was like, it was a little, I, I didn't know what, I didn't know if I was going to play. So I was exploring the, you know, USHL option a little bit, see what happens. But I mean, you, you, you found yourself in a pretty good situation in Sioux, Fa- in Sioux Falls there. I yeah. mean, you ended up winning the entire league, had to have been, an incredible experience. I mean, what's it like winning the Clark Cup? Uh, it's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's the biggest championship I've ever won in my career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shattuck, we got knocked out by uh, T.I. or Honeybait, actually, in the finals out in Connecticut. Um, we never won shit in Ann Arbor for some reason. Dude, we, we fucked up a four-peat. We, 
Okay. <laughs> we were supposed to win in Windsor at the 17s. We lose to Russia and yeah. Valerie Nakushkin and Barbashev and all those, all guys. those guys. Those guys suck. And then Nikita Zadarov. And then we and then we outplay Canada and Sochi. And I think the shots were like 37 to 12 and we lose. You got nothing to say about that, do you? Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck that. That was so sad. But I again, again during that game, I did knock McDavid on his wall. <laughs> Whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. With a broken index finger in a yeah, cast that weekend. I remember you that. I cut my glove open and make you it. You had to sew, sew the two, the the two, two fingers, fingers together. together so yeah. it's one slit. I don't think yeah. I stick handled it really much that game. Oh, that's so, anyways, your team and your your <laughs> yeah, team. Keep the, keep the puck. <laughs> oh, Just yeah. the puck. No, oh, Clint, yeah. and I were, Clint and I were guys that didn't stick handle much out there, so it didn't. I don't think that, you know, it probably played a little factor, but we really didn't need... You guys are speaking to the choir, man. <laughs> yeah, we, you I don't me. know what you're saying. You had some skill. I've seen you toe drag some guys also. L- little toey, you know, I just bit off, you know, the role that I was going to play. North Dakota, I was a grinder. I was yeah. going to fucking grind, and I was going to blow somebody up. But, yeah, when I went to Orlando, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a different yeah. story. Yeah. Let me toe a snipe, right? <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah, anyways, I'm talking I mean, about me again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take a bathroom, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so yeah, we lost those two championships, U seventeen, and then you go to Sioux Falls. Though I mean, your team was well, insane. Here, let's, talk, let's talk about Cornell too. I lost a big championship there. At, really? In, uh, in the East or the yeah, ECAC? ECAC? We play yeah. at Lake Placid. Okay, that's where the ECAC tournament goes okay. at the end of the at the end of the year. And we lost to Union with Bodie and Gothless Bear. Pretty good team. And a, a Minnesota legend, great guy, Sam Coda. Yes. My the Coda family. That was the year, year, that was year Union beat uh, the Gophers Gophers. in well, the first, championship. First, they had to beat us in Lake Placid, and then they went on <laughs> yeah. to beat the Gophers in the and then, final. And then they yeah, beat North Dakota, and then they beat the Gophers. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a... no, 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 no. They didn't beat us. All right, we. Oh yeah, sorry. we would have beat sorry. them for sure. We lost yeah. to the Gophers point six seconds. We won't talk about that. But yeah, so we we got knocked out that year by the national champions, and then I go to Sioux Falls, take a huge step down back into the USHL. Right, <laughs> yeah. but I'm playing for Gary. It's, but yeah. you had to have you had to have been having a good time oh, there because time. you got a good team. You're back in juniors, out yeah. of school. You know, which is something we didn't well, really. I saw they go to a community college in Sioux Falls and. It was a little different than Cornell. Yeah. <laughs> the education level wasn't up to Cornell's standard at that community college in Sioux Falls. No, but believe it or not, this is taking a step forward. My Cornell credits didn't transfer into Mankato, but all my community college credits from Sioux Falls. <laughs> Mankato's like, we... I had to go into the office and talk to this guy. I said, hey, this is not Cornell I, in Iowa. I, I would t- this is the is fucking Cornell, Cornell in New York. This is an Ivy League. Yeah. I'm in an Ivy League school and my credits don't trip. Cornell's they like, you know quadruple. what? <laughs> Cornell's like, Mankato's like, you know what? We 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 can't process those credits. That's a little above our pay grade. We'll take those community credits, but you can take that Cornell these, shit out these of here. Are Bitcoin. We don't teach those these classes. Are Bitcoin. We teach Dogecoin. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you have one of these, you might as well just graduate right now. <laughs> no, it was incredible. I actually had to go into the office and talk to my advisor and say, hey, What's going on here? Like, <laughs> yeah. What are you guys doing? No, I'm not redoing this year I of ended school. Up graduating college with like 165 credits. <laughs> yeah. Because if I added up my Cornell Community College and three Double. years in Mankato, 
in what do you what do you need 120 you need 30 a something semester like that. for yeah. four years yeah. it's 120 credits yeah. to graduate if you take the right ones right yeah but i'm taking all these bullshit ones because i have so many credits yeah. and yeah i probably had over 100 so i'm the smartest guy in mankato <laughs> so so you're going to bring up uh some of the names on that sioux falls team yeah i mean he played with someone like you played with so many good players on that team. That team was ridiculous. I mean, you had Kiefer Bellows, who was like probably he was he was a young player on that yeah, team. He was probably young. your best player at the time. But I mean, you had Logan O'Connor, um, Troy Loggins was a good player. Yeah, Dakota Joshua yeah, played player. for the Blues. Now, yeah, I mean, yeah. who who else was on that? I mean, there's so many other names on that team that were just it was a ridiculous team. What? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you just named, obviously, the best ones there. I did just bring up the roster earlier to kind of reminisce on that whole season. Um, but with a combination of Kerry Eads and that skill level of guys for the USHL, I mean, it was deadly, dude. He, uh, at the trade deadline, got, got a hold of Mikey Isomont for a couple of like, Oh, draft. yeah. Another Mikey's good pretty good, yeah. too. He got a hold of Mikey Isomont which I think was took second in the playoff points that year. Troy Loggins took first. But you got to hold up Mikey Icemont for, like, literally draft picks. Yeah. And from Mikey Icemont was in Fargo. And now Eads is in Fargo, isn't he? Yeah. And he went there and won a Clark Cup. Yeah, he did. Mm -hmm. Eads has got a good resume. What, what was it like? I saw him at the Rolling Stones concert a few weeks ago <laughs> yeah. in Minneapolis. Clint and I go to the Rolling Stones concert <laughs> with Clint's dad because Clint's dad's a huge Rolling Stones guy. So he gets us tickets to the Rolling Stones and we're walking around and we just see Birdie standing there. And Gage had a mustache. He was wearing a thick one at the time. Thick, thick sweater. Well, I actually send the picture in so you can throw it yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Why, why'd you shave that? There. I just started mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting started. <laughs> like, hey, take a look. I don't know because one of Clint's friends, Chris Gonzalez, he... Gonzo? Yeah, Gonzo. Yeah. I saw... Gonzo's also a UND guy, but I saw him out when I was wearing the mustache. He's like, you know, you're... What do you got that mustache for? You're an, you're an He started chirping and you folded. You're an, you're an attention whore, aren't you? You're just, you're just wearing that thing for attention. I'm like, you know what? Fuck yeah, I am. Of course, that's the only reason you wear a mustache for attention. So people come up to you like, hey, man, nice mustache. And that's 100% why you do it. You don't like what you see in the mirror, but you want people to come up and be like, hey, nice fucking mustache, buddy. I don't like anything. <laughs> in the mirror <laughs> i really don't but you know. but what what's it like because i never won a clark cup like what after you guys won like yeah so it was actually a pretty legendary year to win the clark cup talking about myself because that's fine in the world loves your has been your yeah, has been yeah, baby. No, this is back in the day this has nothing to do with the person i am now yeah like, yeah this is back in the past um you hear that lakeville people yeah don't Hey, on this guy for selling you in front of 18,000 people. Thank you. Okay? Thank you. You would have done it. <laughs> um, they had just opened up what's called the Denny Sanford Premier Center, the biggest venue in Sioux Falls. Not yeah. that Sioux Falls yep. is big, right? But uh, holds like 15,000. Um, it's quite the rink. I've yeah. It's really nice. We I actually watched, went and I, watched a game of yours that year because Ty, my my younger right. brother, was playing for Lincoln. He was playing against you guys, so yeah. I watched that game. Yeah. And then uh, we watched a Nickelback concert in that same arena one nice. weekend that we weren't playing. Nice, it was great. Oh, Nickelback! <laughs> they slap people. People make fun of Nickelback, but it's like great songs. They got bangers, man. Yeah. That's a pretty hot take. Is the Nickelback situation? Yeah. 
Tell me you're not going to sing along to a Nickelback you song. You have to. 90% of them. You know right? 90% Photograph, of the animals, you Look know. Burn it to the ground. Burn it to the ground. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I think that was our power play song in, uh, <laughs> yeah. in Sioux City. We used to eat that shit up. Me, me and Jake Gensel and Jake Montgomery. <laughs> How many points do you have that year again? Uh, too many. <laughs> yeah, so we played in the Denny Sanford Center the whole year. Like, it was ready for us at the start. We had this great locker room. Um, but, yeah, Clark Club playoffs come around. We end up playing uh, Muskegon, which beat Dubuque in the semis. It's kind of an upset. That was huge that, upset. Yeah, that was when you were, ex- really you were expecting to play Dubuque. Yeah. Uh, we were expecting to play Dubuque. Exactly. Yep. Muskegon snuck by and beat them. And then we, we beat, what, what is it, five-game series in the USHL? I think so, yeah. We beat Muskegon three times in a row. Just so happened we went to Muskegon to play two, <clears throat> come back to play one game in Sioux Falls, and we blewed out the rank. Everyone had blue T-shirts in their seats, and we ended up winning the third game that night. Do you do anything like, what's this? I mean, because you're still like juniors in college. You're on your own. Do whatever you want. Juniors are living with a billet family, yeah. so you got a little more rules. Like, what? How, do the billets like let you do whatever you want after the game? Kind of no rules, or is it like that you're night, still high school students? Or, or I mean, you weren't, but right out of high school. So it's, yeah, I mean, we we're still really young, right? We didn't really know what we were doing. But that night it was pretty much a free for all. Uh, we like had our trainer come to our parties. Oh yeah, um, we had our equipment manager come by. Yeah. And, we're all getting fucked up in some basement of these, <laughs> yeah. these girls from Sioux Falls. Like, we've been hanging out with them the whole year. Like, yeah. great girls, great yeah. family. They'd always host us in their basement with, like, pool and ping pong and all this shit. So we went there, and uh, equipment manager shows up, trainer shows up. Like, literally, anybody that's in town for the weekend to see us comes there. And, you know, you just you got drunk. Right? That's yeah. about it. Like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't like it had to have been a hell of a time. It was a great time. You guys get tattoos or anything? Was there any talk about the Clark Cup champion tattoos? Like all tattoos. Yeah. yeah. A lot yeah. of tattoos. Um I didn't get one. I was supposed to get one. Uh I didn't do it, but I got some backlash for it because one of the guys I played with ended up going to Mankato with me the next year. Parker Tume. Ugly ass tattoo. Yeah. His thigh. <laughs> and he was the first one to but, go, so it was closer to his knee than it was his hip. <laughs> and he's a European, so he wears short shorts. <laughs> yeah. This thing sticking out all the time. And everyone's like, "What the fuck but, is that?" But Clinty, you're still kind of you, you're so you're in good shape, man. I just got to work out in today with Gage. It, yeah, it's good, good for you too. If, if I had any kind of tattoo, it would be mega enlarged. <laughs> Any- <laughs> That bitch is stretched. It doesn't matter what it's part like of the, body uh, it was on. Man. What's that? What's that Adam Sandler, Andy Samberg movie? That's my boy. Have you ever yes. seen that? And he's got yes. that tattoo of the uh, Backstreet Boys or whatever <laughs> on his back. Stretched it out or whatever. Stretched out. <laughs> yeah, I got one. He's like twelve years old. Yeah. Okay, so so you win a Clark Cup, then you go to Mankato. Yeah, awesome what's, school. Yeah, like what's the diff? That's got to be. I mean, Mankato. You talk about Mankato. And everyone knows who's old enough and has went to school. Mankato's a school you play good hockey at, and you also have a fucking great time. Yeah, It's a lot different than Cornell. I mean, Cornell's good at hockey, but we all know you go to Mankato, you have a good time, you play hockey, you're a stud there. Like, 
it's got to be a nice change of scenery for you coming from Cornell. Right. And that, that was my whole goal was to, uh, you know, when I left Cornell, like yep. I'm trying to find a, a fit for college. Okay. And I'm playing there in Sioux Falls under Kerry Eads and I'm getting attention from a couple schools and one's, you know, an hour and a half away from home. Hell of a program at the time. When I committed, they were yeah. number one. But for some reason, every time they're number one, they go to the tournament and lose their first game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at the time, I was like, yeah, this seems like a great fit. You know, Mike Hastings came out, watched me. I went to Mankato, took a tour around with uh, Darren Blue. Uh, East Grand Forks guy. Not yeah. to, you Darren know. Blue is an East Grand shout Forks out, guy. Shout out to Bluesy. Yeah. Bluey is the man. <laughs> yeah. Bluey. Bluey and I get along. He's yeah, good shit. I love those guys. The Bluey brothers are <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done now, though. He retired. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, wants so to spend more. Him. Wants to spend more time with his family. Can't blame him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I uh, I get there. School's a lot easier, as you can imagine, in Cornell. Okay, I I, I took karate. I took golf. <laughs> and Welcome tennis. to a state school. <laughs> so I, and those are, I think, they were two or three credit classes each. So that adds into like my hundred and sixty. I think. Yep. Um, but no, I mean, it, it was uh, it was a great experience. I mean, we were always one of the better teams. Yeah. Um, we had we had a lot of good players and a lot of undercover good players, right? For sure. Uh, as a as a sophomore going in there. I was older than my junior classmates. I was older mm-hmm. than some of my, or sorry, younger. I was I was younger than I was the, pretty much the youngest person there, right? The only true freshman they've had was Teddy Bluger back in two thousand. Yeah, another. They always bring in those older yeah. guys. It's like that uh, the stat from yet last year or the year before that Mankato's average age on their team when they were number one all year yeah. was older than the New Jersey Devils. Yeah. It's pre- kind of pretty cool. I mean, we, that's we went to BU my sophomore year, and we played them. And BU is another one of those powerhouse schools that brings in like the Jack Eichels, yeah, yep. seventeen years old, yeah. right? We did our average age; it was like twenty two and a half, which is just ridiculous. Oh, yeah, it's like it's like how are you that old and still in college? <laughs> yeah, and then the average age of BU was like I don't know. 18, like literally, like the youngest people. Oh, yeah. And we won. We swept them because I think we were oh, yeah. older. Uh, but no, so there's a lot older, more mature group there. Um, in terms of like playing hockey in the crowd, the Verizon Wireless Center is great. Uh, the facility they have there, David Backus had just dumped in a bunch of money into our workout yeah. room. Well, you guys get that like every four years at North Dakota. But I've been uh, meaning to give back. <laughs> <laughs> Once we start making that <laughs> yeah. money, you know, yeah. next time. Sorry. We'll rely on Sorry. those other guys to do that. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, everything there was great. Uh, I mean, I talked about hockey, but the nightlife there too was phenomenal. Yeah. So, so what were the top five bars? Uh, South Street Saloon is the number one. Uh, Aaron Esser was one of the bartenders there. Yeah. Uh, uh, he would, you, nobody okay. knows who Aaron Esser is, but he was a bartender at South Street. And I was going to say, is Aaron a he's boy a legend. Or girl? Like, no, he's a legend, okay. and he would let the guys and the busy nights get behind the bar and make their own drinks. you got to find that spot. Yeah. Yep. 
He had let us go down in the basement where the bottles and the cases of beer hadn't even been opened yet. Yeah. We would just run down there and grab that shit yeah. and go upstairs and fuck around. It's like a little bonzer's yeah. action at North yeah. Dakota. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're walking around. And, no, I'm not getting paid to be a bartender, <laughs> yeah. but I am tonight. <laughs> so South Street was a number one in my my generation, my year. Uh, Blue Bricks was right across the street. So Mankato's got this little tight-knit downtown, okay? Within uh, a half mile, you can go to like eight different bars. So Blue Bricks was probably number two. It's funny because Blue Bricks and then the other one was Red Rocks. So you got Blue, Blue Bricks, Bricks Red and Red Rocks. Rocks. Okay. Red Rocks is more of like, all right, it's one o'clock. We're going to go over to Red Rocks. At a that was your floor. closer? Oh, it's kind of the closer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then it had actually very recently transferred over to um, Basement Bar, which is pretty much downstairs, almost like directly underneath the Verizon Center. Um there was a bartender that used to work at South Street, made his way over to Basement Bar. So like, a, I don't know, a year or two after me, that's where they started going was Basement Bar. Um, God, I'm trying to think of anywhere else. But what's that's, that place? That's what's that place you guys all lived like college, college station or wasn't yeah, there like so a it's col- college town? It's college a town. Of twin homes put up right yeah. next to each other with little like community area and a pool and stuff. And then the same developers actually bought land right across the street from College Town, called it the Quarters, and they put up more apartment type things. Yeah. With a big clubhouse with a golf simulator and all this nonsense in a pool. So if you're in Quarters or Clubhouse, you literally you walk across the street and you're in you're in the same area. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sweet. I've I've never heard anything bad about Mankato. No. The guys that go there, they all love it. They all love it. And they're yeah, always it's, good. It's, it's funny. It's funny. The whole conversation about Mankato has pretty much been about uh, going out and enjoying the college life. Well, that's what college is. I mean, yeah. none of us, you know, I always joke about this with my parents. Like I talked to my dad. He played, he played football at UMD. Um, and I talked to like, you know, just talk to older people about it. And they're like, yeah, what are you, what are your memories about college? And I'm like, you know, you think about it and you're like, you know, I I don't really – I have plenty of memories, but a lot of them are not hockey-related. No, <laughs> you know, like most of them are not hockey-related at all. Like I, most of my memories are from outside of the rink, like not even playing hockey. Yeah, I think the – I mean, God, I get a lot of feedback for this show. Like I've had a lot of friends and whatever tune in, and they just love hearing the stories, yeah. not so much the – the hockey side of it, obviously, that's great and it's informational and all that. But it's like but, hockey again; like it's all standard. You get the puck deep. Yeah, it's you a, shoot it. You put pucks on net. Oh, you score a goal. You win. Yeah, that's all you, you, you know. Party. And then you go have yourself a time. And that's where the memories are made. Yes. We, yeah, we could sit here and talk about every hockey game and how we got pucks. Yeah, got our but, stick on the puck. But we all know there's these little memories sitting yeah. right back here. It's like, oh god, that night yeah. shut down JB's. <laughs> <laughs> I took I took Joseph for four hundred at the blackjack table. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the only time I ever made my way up to North Dakota was. Uh, Springfest. Springfest. My junior year of college. It yeah. It have been your senior year. 2017. 2017. You had shoulder surgery because your season ended. Mm-hmm. And you had to get surgery afterwards mm-hmm. to fix yourself. And uh, that was a hell of a time. I went to Joe Black's, lost 50 bucks, and I thought I was 
Die. Oh yeah. Oh, you're in college. You lose oh, fifty yeah. bucks. It's Can't like. But you just go to the next guy and be like, "Hey, man, can I borrow twenty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they all get it. They're like, uh, "Yeah, go ahead, man. You'll never see him again." <laughs> just ask a random person. No, I'll get you back. What's your Venmo? Oh, Venmo's not a thing right now. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Give me twenty. <laughs> oh, oh but. uh there's good stuff about Mankato. What I wanted to get into in this episode, and I want to kind of like, it's a little, you know, why, what Clint and I are up to now, why Clint's here, what we've been up to in the past few years. So Clint and I retired from hockey at the same time, um, same age, and then we were both, both had summer jobs and, you know, kind of feeling out the workforce. Like, what do we do? We don't have any experience. And, uh, we actually happened to start a moving company called Mini Movers, and we're at two and a half years now, and um, it's been a fun ride. And Clint and I are with each other every day. You could say, you know, if we're not married, we don't have girlfriends right now, but uh, we kind of are married together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. we're with each other. You guys every... are invested. Yeah, we, we have yeah. kids too. It's called employees, and we—they're all shitheads. So, so we love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take over now. Um. You know, when I saw the itinerary for tonight, <laughs> yeah, I saw many movers right down at the bottom. You didn't like it, and I was like, "These guys want free publicity. <laughs> they do. They they want to come on here." And I understand. Hey, we're cheap. I, I get it. We're cheap. It. We save money on advertising and marketing, and we find different ways to do it. I get it. You yeah. guys are smart because we're going to talk about when it, it. When it comes to <laughs> marketing, you have to stretch every dollar that you put yeah. into it. Yep. And we don't even have a dollar to stretch to put into this one. So that's it's, fair. It's a great, so great you guys, situation. You guys took advantage of this. Um, I'm going to quick shout out Chill Boys. Chill Boys, thanks for the underwear, socks, really? long johns. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. I, I wear them too. <laughs> <laughs> really good stuff. I I only shout them out because they reached out to us and you just threw this on me like two hours ago. <laughs> oh, you don't know we're uh, going to talk about this. Not until Gage sent it to me. I saw many movers. I was like, shame on you guys, but also nice, valuable play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So many movers, moving company. You guys started up by yourselves. Where did that idea originate from? You know, was it a combined effort or was it? Well, do you, do you actually, I get this question all the time. Yeah. Okay. Do you actually think it takes a combined effort to come up with the idea of moving shit? Well, yes, because, okay, I understand there's fucking moving companies out there. Right. But like somebody has to be like, Hey, why don't we start our own? Why don't we? So here's the deal. I'll, t I'll go into the story a little bit. Cause I've told this story and it's actually, it's a good story. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. So Clint and I have these jobs, both not going to be our careers. I'm interviewing for other jobs, you know, summer ends. We both had summer jobs. Clint was selling cars. I was working for a mechanical engineering company at the time. Excuse you. <laughs> I wasn't, I'm not an engineer, but I, it was Please a, tell me you're doing the brute work. Like what? Oh, I was doing the brute work okay. for sure. Anyways, say, so Clint, that Clint has this job lined up kind of, he's kind of invested in this. He's going to sell, you know, packaging material, try to do that thing. Cause yeah. Clint's, Clint's always kind of been a salesman. His dad was a salesman. He's good at it. 
you wanted to get out, you wanted to get some experience in there. And it kind of fell through in my job, the interviews I was going to and the job offers I was getting, we weren't really invested in. And I was actually living with Clint at his house in Golden Valley. So we were always just talking about things and I was always sending Clint like <coughs> little podcasts and things to listen to that about starting your own business. Cause we both know, we both knew we wanted to start our own business at some point. We just didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was one night, one night we were like, Clint had like a plumber or <clears throat> electrician come over or whatever. And they showed up in like some Denali pickup truck and, you know, they're doing well. And we're yeah, like, what happened, my basement flooded. Yeah. So I yeah. Call some guy that knows how to like a contract. Yeah. yeah. Guy pulls up in a brand new, like one ton Denali, like yeah. shining, just, you know, $80,000 pickup truck. It's like, how the fuck is this guy driving <laughs> yeah. this? He's yeah. coming to my house to tell me how to fix it. The guy's a fucking contract. Himself, yeah. Right? So, yeah, that's what, that's what happened. Yeah. So then, so then Clint brings up the, he, he, we're talking to Clint's dad. And Clint's dad's a very smart businessman. You know, he, he did very well for himself in the business world. So, we're asking our dads, and my dad's also in, in the business world, so we're asking our dads, like, what? why is this guy driving a $80,000 pickup truck? And they're like, you know what, there's, there's just a shortage of, you know, labor workers out there, and the people don't want to do this stuff. They want to, you know, they want to be a account manager for Amazon or whatever it is, some... Let's let's be easy on <clears throat> account managers right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boys. But but yeah. your title's a little cooler than <clears throat> us going around telling people we're movers. Oh, the, yeah. the first the first six months we were doing it, and we'd have to tell <clears throat> people like you know we're we're going out and meeting people. And <laughs> yeah. What do you do? Well, I, yeah, I move shit. Over. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, know, I, I move boxes and couches. Yeah. So That's we're fair. so we're having beers one night, and we're like these these contractors are making money. Like what? Our whole lives we've dedicated we've both dedicated, and you did too to hockey like you you don't really work jobs you don't think about the outside world when you're playing hockey especially d1 because you all think you know you have in this in your head that you're going to make it pro and do all these things is and that's what we try to do and we didn't have any experience doing things and we didn't want these jobs that were being offered to us so clint and i are sitting down having beers one night and we're just like what what can we what can we do you know to make some money in this in the, in the meantime, what kind of experience do we have? What can we do? I don't know. We can't, we, we got nothing. We got no fucking experience. We can't do anything. And then, and then Clint's like going through his, so his dad had dealerships and he's, he's going through his auction site and he's like, Oh, you know, there's some box. Look at this truck. I mean, we can fucking pick furniture up and move it. I mean, that sounds pretty simple. I mean, we don't need any experience to do that. So, we literally just bought a we bought a box truck from Flint, Michigan. We drove out to Flint, Michigan, drove the box truck back, and that was the point where it was like, you know, you know, you know, you're yeah, yeah. you're you're laying yeah, you're, 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 you're invested now. Yeah, you're laying in bed at you're laying in bed at night, and you're like, oh my god. This oh, sucks. I want to back out. Day when we're sitting here talking about like. Hey, how are we going to find customers? Like, what are we going to do here? Uh, 
or we we like midday we'd have to like go on a run together because yeah. our heads were so twisted in a knot that we didn't know where to go from there. We didn't know how to get customers, how to how to let people know that we were moving. And we're like, we we have to do this. I mean, we bought a fucking box truck. <laughs> you can't go back now. I mean, we got to try to do it. I think we actually sat down and came up with like some detailed business plan. Like, no, we didn't. Okay. We like, so th this leads to my next question. That's very fucking informational. <laughs> Seriously, because I've had people reach out to me, players that are still playing right now, scared. They're like. As we were. I yeah, mean, right? everyone's and scared. And that's like, what you don't I'm know saying. what you're you going to do. You guys just jumped full you guys just went for it you're like we're gonna go get this truck in flint michigan oh no it was, it back. yeah it was totally go ahead so so how what's your message to hockey players or baseball players or any yeah, of those people that's just gonna turn into a has-been yes right you know they're they're thinking about calling it quits how, what's the mentality how do you jump into that and be like hey life is gonna be okay how do i Make yeah, this yeah. my next adventure. My, I'll, I'll speak first and say my number one thing is, one, it's always important to do what you enjoy. Okay? Yeah. I think it's crazy, but Gage and I... We don't love moving. Yeah. But... We enjoy what we're doing every day. Okay? It's great. Taking care of clients, um, you know, finding jobs, scheduling the guys. Like, yeah, it all sounds like tasks, but at the same time, which leads me to my second point is... It's a selfish point. You're doing it for yourself. Yeah. Okay. When you come out of, you know, a, a high end hockey career, right? Like you've played at high levels, you've developed a really good work ethic. Okay. You can listen to coaches. Okay. They've, they've formed you into who you are now. You've competed at a high level. You've sacrificed things. Why would you do that again in the, in the real world for somebody else? Okay. My advice would be to do something you enjoy and do it for yourself. And if, and if not, I mean, also that point, obviously that's what makes it easier, but it's like just doing something that you're passionate about makes such a big difference, you know, like, and we're, that's the thing is like Clint and I aren't passionate about like move, like picking up boxes and moving them, but it's just something, you know, like we started and we're, we're teaching guys to do and, it's just so fun, like the strategies you come up with and the game plans and like the, you know, all the stuff that goes into it in the back end, like the moving part is actually the funnest part. I mean, you actually get to the job, you don't do anything, but you're, you know, you, you get to work, you know, and it's fun it's like getting in a game. You're in the it's zone. like, yeah, it's like, you dial it in and, and I was going to get into that. It's like, you know, like I was going to ask you guys, like, do you guys carry anything from hockey into the real world? And I'm like, you know, like. I'm I'm tying I'm lacing up my right boot first, yeah. like I did in hockey. Yeah. And if I have a bad game or a bad move or whatever, I'm like, fuck! I'm gonna fucking lace up my left yeah. boot first because yeah. I got some superstition. Like I was bad because I had the right boot on first. <laughs> you know, like it's that little shit like that you just bring with you, and like that makes it kind of fun. Yeah. At, at at any point, did you guys struggle in that transition? Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, at any point, did you, like, think, gosh, well, you know, I dedicated my life to this one thing. Yeah. What am I going to do next? You know, you talked a little bit about it before, but how, how is that transition? You know, everybody kind of goes through it when you play a sport your entire yeah. life. I think, I think when you grow up playing hockey and you, you play at high levels, like, you're... 
you know, like when you go out in public or you meet your, you meet your parents, friends, and you meet friends and you meet other people and you're playing hockey and they're asking you like, Oh yo, you know, what do you do? And you're like, you kind of puff your chest out a little bit. Like I'm a hockey player. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool to say. And it's like you go to the bars or whatever, you go out in public, people are asking, Oh yeah, what are you up to? Well, I'm a hockey player. And you feel cool. Yeah. And that biggest transition from that for me was I'm not a hockey player anymore. So, so people are asking me, you know, Oh yeah. What do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm a, I'm a mover. It's not as cool. It's not fucking as cool. But you got to own it, right? But you own it. And, and it's part of like, I read, you know, I read this book. It's called, you know, what's it called? It's fucking, it's, it's the art of not giving a fuck. Yeah. The art of not giving a fuck. Okay. And that's literally what it is. You you can't care what other people think because, you know. The more you care, the more. Why would you care what other, why would you care if, Yeah. The more you try to hide from it. Yeah. Why? What's the point of caring if it's something that doesn't matter? Exactly. And why would you, why would I care if people are like, you know, I tell people, oh, yeah, I started a moving company. Right when we started, it was just us two. It was and embarrassing. It was terrible. Like, <laughs> I, I remember, I remember, yeah, I remember joke. telling my, I remember telling my friends, my family, and they're like, oh, oh okay. Oh, Jesus, Gage is going through a midlife but, crisis. But, <laughs> but like, okay, shit. the hockey players might think that, but the, professionals the real world they're like good for these guys yeah no the only people respect it yeah it's it's crazy but as you have that hockey mind where it's like you know what are my teammates gonna think you know i called her quits and now i'm gonna start this like but then everybody else is like fuck you guys are gonna kill it yeah Yeah. all you do have just invest in it and it's like you just right there for you you just gotta brush off the you know the negative the negative thoughts and comments and people making fun of you and you yeah, there's a saying out there that's like, okay, first people are going to look at you and they're going to laugh. Yeah. Okay. And that's that's the first six months to a year that we were at. Okay. Like we would tell people. And they would Ridiculous. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. Good laugh, luck. Right? Yeah. And then you start, you know, you start working at it. You start growing it. You, you put in that time. And then they, they look at it and they're like, wow, good for them. Okay. Then they, they like start asking you questions. And then... At some point, they start coming up to you and asking for opportunities. Yeah. They ask for jobs. Yeah. You know, like, uh, so there's definitely a phase where you kind of have to swallow your pride. Okay. 100%. How many times has someone told you to swallow your pride? Yeah. Okay. When you quit hockey, when you quit baseball, when you become a has been, just swallow your pride. And you have start to swallow with it with something that you enjoy and turn it into something that people want to be a part of. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's a very good point. And it's great for us because like what I miss about hockey and I'm sure you guys miss about hockey the most is not the games. It's the locker room atmosphere. You go in for practice, you sit in the locker room, you sit in the locker room before practice, everyone's shooting the shit. You get in there after practice, everyone's shooting the shit every day. That's the best part about hockey for me. And it's kind of something we've created with mini movers. You know, we have, we have movers coming in in the morning and, <clears throat> you know, there's inside jokes between everyone and it's a little locker room feel like guys are making fun of each other in the morning. And then after the day you're making fun of each other. It's, it's the locker room again. And it's just, it's, it's a great feeling. Like obviously you miss hockey, but yeah. Bad when all of our movers would come back from a job and just get in their car and go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey, fuckers. Yeah. This is over. 
Let's yeah. sit in the warehouse and hang out. Yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah. Talk about all this shit. Why don't these guys want to stick around with us yeah. and hang out? Like, yeah. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so that's that, part of building a culture too, right? And that that's that what that was be a part of. absolutely because that was my next question. Like we've talked about it before, the camaraderie. Once you're done with hockey, ninety five percent of the people are like, "God, I miss the locker room. I miss bullshit, and I miss yeah. just being around the guys." And I was going to ask, you know, like, how do you guys implement that? You know, these were your guys' thoughts when you were done with hockey. Is that something you guys do now? But you just answered that for yeah, me. Yeah, I, mean, like, I mean, we didn't try to, but we we essentially tried to recreate the locker room. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what we wanted to do. And we want to have guys that like each other. And, you know, you still go through, you know, we've got, you know, at times we've had, what, 13, 14 movers and, you go through times where it's like a team. Like some guys don't like each other and they're battling yeah, one week. Sometimes and, you can't put one guy on a, and another guy in the same crew. They'll just sit there and fight the whole time. Yeah. yeah it's like setting a, it's like setting setting a lineup. lineup yeah. It's like, I can't put this guy in the same lines. They don't work together. Well, it's like that kind of same thing. And yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's the way it worked out and we're rolling with it now and it's been fun. And so, so what's your guys's um, end goal? Obviously you've, you know, you guys started out, uh, you know, I have one truck. We're going to go out and get this thing. You brought it back and you started moving shit and you guys have been growing pretty well. You know, what's, what's the end goal? Are you guys, you know, trying to get as many jobs as you can, you know, like it's bringing kinda, through a kind of daily. Yeah. This is yeah. a great time for me to hear gauges. Cause I'm usually the one that's trying to figure out what the hell we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Gage, take the spot. Here we go. It's uh, I mean, it's just like anything else. Like, I don't know, like, we're not, we're a couple of guys, like, there's people in the, there's people on earth that are, they're content. They're content with what they're doing. Yeah. Us, with our nature and, like, how we, you know, we grew up playing hockey, we always want to make it to the next level, you know, like, I can say it for Connor McDavid, too, or those, those high-end guys, like, they're still, like, trying to make it to the next level, you know, like, everyone's trying to, like, they're not content with where they're at, and that's kind of how we are, and we're not. We're not really content with where we're at. And there's so many different avenues we can go down with what we have going. Um, but that's the fun part is like trying to figure out where we're going to go next. And obviously we have some plans on what we're going to do next and how to how to grow it. And last year, you know, from from our first year to last year, we've grown, you know, twice as big. And, and you just you, – you get addicted to that feeling growing that much and you just – you want to have something when you go home at night to work towards in the future. Cause if you don't, then, you know, I guess some people are content, but I don't, I don't think that way. So it's like, if I go home and stay the same as I was last week, yeah. I don't really feel good about myself. It, I can't it, it go comes, to sleep. It, when it comes down to the same exact thing as a young kid playing hockey and growing up. Okay? Yeah. You got to set yourself a goal. Okay. You got to reach that goal. When you get there, you got to have another one. If you don't have a goal set in place to reach, you're going nowhere. Yeah. Right? And it was us with our hockey career, right? Like our, our dream was to go and play at the highest level. I don't know what stopped us from college. <laughs> but other than yeah. That, we got a little distracted at college. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> we always had a goal, okay? Yeah. And, you know, if, if you stop setting a goal for yourself, well, you're going to stop growing you're going to stop pursuing you're going to stop caring about things yeah stagnant and when hockey's over and you didn't reach your goal well guess what there's other goals to set yeah and that's what these people that are going to 
stop playing you need to realize is there's real life goals too. okay that's fair enough um all right that a lot of deep questions there i apologize yeah. you know me i like to get on the sentimental side and see what, you know what your i like to know i thought that was your, yeah. your value is are you guys going to go on shark tank we thought about we we were actually putting together some powerpoints to like get together to give a business pitch to Mark Cuban and Mr. Wonderful and those guys. Yeah. But uh, maybe in a few years. All yeah. right. That's fair enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> imagine how scary that would be. Oh my god! No. How, how would I'm you do all, that out yeah, there? Totally yeah. Invented the way of picking up a box. Let me show you how to do it, Mark. Uh, no, if Mark. You don't like the way I do it. Don't invest. Yeah. Talk to Mr. No, Mark. Most people pick them up like this, but we've found a new way. It doesn't hurt the back as much. <laughs> so, so how do the people um, get a hold of you? How can you, they get their stuff moved? Um, obviously you guys have a website. What is that? Minimovers.com. We've got a phone number. Direct, direct messages. Six, five, one, four, six, zero, nine, nine, five, two. Mini movers is M I N N E M O V E R S.com. Uh, a lot of people mistake the way you spell mini, but it's the first five letters of Minnesota. Okay. Minimovers.com. You're going to call the phone number that Gage just talked to. You're going to get a hold of Lucy. Okay. She's a sweetheart. She's the best there is. All right. And she's going to go through the whole process with you. Love that. Yep. You, repeat that number because I interrupted. 651-460-9952. Okay. So they have their information out there. Feel free to follow Trevor Olson. At <laughs> <laughs> Look me up on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Trevor Olson nine Instagram, Trevor twelve Olson Twitter. I'm just getting started. Yeah. Go to YouTube Those... and type in the guy at the state hockey tournament. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the horrible you. celebration that ended up fucking his team over. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, got it all the way. Great episode, guys. Felt I'm, we went for quite a while, but uh, Clint, thanks for coming on. Appreciate yeah, thanks, it, guys. That was great. Yeah, Clint, yeah. it was good to have you on. Uh, nice, uh, valuable chat with you. Thanks. And we'll. And we'll see you guys next week. We